So I took a week off podcasting. I think I needed it. I needed the break. To be honest, I just went over to my parents' place and I forgot my equipment. But it was it was a break that I enjoyed. Um, I don't really know why I need it, but I don't work that hard. I think this just might be the inner narcissist in me speaking, going, oh, I need a, I'm so fatigued. I should be, uh, I don't know, I should move to Costa Rica just to take a selfie on the beach. Hard work pays off when you get into Bitcoin, whatever the caption is. No, but I, I couldn't record when I was over there. I tried for a minute to use my sister's microphone. And my sister has one for uh, the videos that she puts on. And my sister's very funny. My sister's a creative. She does her her things on there. And yeah, she's she's great. But her microphone for podcast, it, it, I may as well have been using my laptop microphone. She says that it works for her. It did not work with me. So again, I'm not technologically inclined, but I don't, I, I was disappointed. I, I sound because when I played it back, when I played back the beginning part that I recorded, because I gave up halfway through, I played it back and it sounded like, remember the beginning of the pandemic when all those talk show hosts, because they had to interview celebrities, they, they would interview them from their home and none of these actors are into podcasting at all. So they don't really have microphones. So they would just be yelling into a computer screen from their house in Cabo St. Lucas. It would be just Jimmy Fallon talking to Jennifer Lawrence, and she'd be just sitting there trying to doing whatever you know shit she would say to try to be relatable. Yeah, so I just uh, I was in Fiji and I ended up breaking my leg on a fishing boat and it had to be amputated, like whatever she says. And Jimmy Fallon would just laugh. Oh, leg leg amputations! That's so great. Leg amputation. <laughs> oh my god, that's wonderful. And just take another sip of his uh, his burb. Uh, it sounded like that. It just sounded like a, a actor, actress yelling into a computer screen, and it was just terrible quality. And I had to, I had to throw it away. But I am back. I was at my parents' place in Mississauga. I had to borrow the car for a weekend to go down to Niagara Falls with uh, another comedian friend of mine, and uh, it was my sister's car. Thankfully, that worked. Thankfully, there was no malfunction with that. But uh, I ended up staying for a week because my sister was coming home from university and my family needed help moving furniture in. I wasn't much help. Uh, I'm not big with carrying things. A little bit of a diva when it comes to that area. But I ended up staying. And, you know, it's, it's Mississauga, Ontario. It's the food court capital of North America, really. I've said this more than once. It's this is what Mississauga is. This is what this is a new thing uh, that I've that I've thought of. Mississauga is like one of those fake villages that they would uh, whatever they were called from back in the 1950s that the government would put out in the desert to test nuclear bombs. It's like that. It just has that same feel, except there's people. It's kind of you know. I mean, they may as well be mannequins because half of them don't have personality. But that—that's sort of the aesthetic that I get when I when I go back there. And I always—it always seems to pull me back. Like I have a new life in the city, but I seem to always—I have to go back there this weekend for Mother's Day, and I'll probably end up staying like three days. It just catches you. I feel like Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea every time I go back to my hometown. 
there's always like unfinished business that I have that needs to be resolved that I feel not, you know, accidentally burning your family in a house fire unresolved business. Maybe this comparison to that movie is a little dramatic, but that's the feeling. I, I always run into somebody that I knew in high school that I hadn't seen in like a decade. I'll be like walking to a pizza place to, you know, eat a slice and then, you know, satiate myself for 10 seconds before something else annoys me. But I'll always run into a person and they're always on a bicycle. They're always on a bike. Like, look, I know times are tough. I know gas is expensive. Not everybody has their sister's car available to them. But I mean, when you're over the age of 30, perhaps a BMX is not the ideal way of transportation when you want to set an impression with somebody. You know, when you're at the age where people are having families and kids, you you don't exactly want to look like you just jumped out of a Tony Hawk pro skater game from PS1 from the year 1998. And that that's no knock on skateboarders and BMX riders. I mean, you know, it is I know there's I have friends who do the skateboarding but they they drive to these places. They, you know, I don't mind skateboarders. I I I have they play an intricate part in this film that I'm shooting at the end of June. Mind you, they rob my character, but I'm still honoring them in my own unique way. I'm just saying that if you're riding around town at after the age of 30 on a skateboard, you you may just want to succumb to the bus. You may just want to go, you know what, I'm just going to sit on this piss-stained seat and look out the window. That's what I do all the time. That's the whole thing with public transit. You just kind of accept it, that this is what it is right now. And I live in the city. I have it harder, man. I got I to gotta worry about going into the subway and perhaps being pushed onto the tracks. Holy shit, are these subway tracks getting crazy? These subway stations are getting wild. Like, it, it feels like New York City during the taxi driver era. I feel like Travis Bickle every time I go down there. I just feel like the narration in my head. Like every time I go down into the subway, I see a new freak. He's always eyeing me. These eyes, the pressure from them, it's too much. Sometimes I feel like there's a million eyes on me at all times. I'm God's lonely man. It's it's that type of feeling that I get all the time. And you'll get these hippies on social media. On you'll you'll scroll through TikTok, and I, this is a video that I saw today. It's always just some guy, like a white dude with dreadlocks and a dead eye, and he's always talking about if you get off at Bay Station, beware of the ghostly woman in a red dress. I'm like a ghostly woman in a red. I'm really not worried about some fictional character from The Conjuring. I'm worried about a real woman on the platform wielding a fucking machete. I've had two friends in like the last month and a half assaulted on the subway by a crazy person. And quite frankly, I'm terrified. So that that's what I'll say about that. Yeah, TikTok's a mess and all those things. I, I, I was uh, blocked from TikTok for 24 hours temporarily. Uh, boy, was I worked up about that. I didn't like that. And it was over the most innocuous video. Again, both of them. The Port and Jeterson one that I mentioned in the last recording. That um, 
they flagged me for that. They didn't block me temporarily, but they they flagged me. And then this next one that I did, which was me talking about how I don't smoke weed. And I would uh, I made a funny little riff on the pod and I put that together and clipped it and I put it on TikTok and Instagram. And I think because the caption said weed, TikTok just automatically said, well, this is dangerous and we're not doing it. And I, I remember I read the infraction and it was, I'm apparently promoting dangerous goods and activities. I think that's what it was saying. And they ended up blocking me for 24 hours and I made a big stink on Twitter and I said, uh, I'm, I'm starting a march. I'm, I'm going to march with a couple people because of my social anxiety. I, I, I'll only take four people at a time and we're, we're just going to march across a bridge. I am a modern day civil rights activist. No, I'm, I'm not going to say that. But I ended up just jokingly tagging uh, Alan Dershowitz from uh, famous from the OJ case and other cases. Apparently a bit of a creep, but I thought it was funny that I tag him. And then I tagged Marsha Clark, also of uh, OJ Simpson fame. And then I just tagged for shits Al Sharpton. And. It didn't, it didn't really gain any traction. None of these people messaged me back. I'm sure they have bigger fish to fry. But it's what it was, cuz. TikTok doesn't care about any... They're, they're, they are by far the worst when it comes to flagging people. I know a bunch of people who have had their accounts taken down. If, if I make one more infraction, I'm uh, permanently blocked from posting content. I can see the content. I just can't post. So that's basically like them. How arrogant are you as a platform where you don't ban people entirely? You let them still see content, but they can't, they can't post. Like you're so important that even after you shit can people off of your app, they all still want to see what's going on. It's like that kid that wasn't invited to the party having to look through the window and see how much fun everybody's having. Oh my God, there's two kids fighting outside of a Walmart in Arizona, hitting each other with skateboards. Oh my God, there's a questionably young girl um, twerking to a Billie Eilish song. What, what fun, what, what rich content. I hate all the videos on TikTok. I just like mine because I'm, a self-centered freak. Uh, I don't know, ma'am. I don't know. Ban from the talk or block from the talk. Anyways, I'm back. I've posted one video since then because I just have no tolerance for it anymore. But everything going on on social media, it's crazy. Like, I, I didn't get a chance last week, but Elon Musk, of course, it's the big thing. It's it's pretty much the biggest story right now. I think it's uh, it's taken, it's it's... It's completely supplanted Russia-Ukraine in the news. Now Russia-Ukraine is second. It's now about Elon Musk and what he's doing. And I don't really know what to say about Elon Musk and Twitter. I'm hoping that he does good things. Uh, Twitter is a raging hellhole. I, I, I said TikTok's. <clears throat> I said TikTok's the worst. I think Twitter is the worst by far. So I made a mistake there. But I don't know. Tw Twitter's just one of those things. It's like it's like. It's like the modern day version of the Roman Colosseum. I'm just adjusting my chair here. It's like the modern day version of the Roman Colosseum, right? It's just poor people fighting for rich people's amusement. And, you know, all of these 
celebrities, uh, political figures, things like that, who are kind of in the ring with them. They're like the they're like the celebrity gladiator that they had in the movie, right? Remember when they get that old gladiator to come out of retirement and uh, try to kill Russell Crowe, and it, it backfires. That that that's like that's like Bradley Cooper. That's like uh, Bill Hader. That's like uh, Ocasio Cortez. That's like all these people. I'm just naming people that are I think trending right now. Yeah, but it's all a mess. It's just it's just poor people. We as a society, we love seeing poor people sad. It's just a reality. We love whether it's Jerry Springer, Steve Wilkos. It's all our version of these death games that they used to play in Rome, right? It's just we just want to see them go at each other. We just want to see some lady with an amputated arm who's from a trailer park go at a lady with uh, an amputated leg from a trailer park. And it's sad, and I and I've contributed to it as as well. I'm not gonna lie. I used to find it entertaining. Now I just find it's it's all garbage. It's all just fucking trash for your brain. It's trash for your brain. All right, this is an uncomfortable position. I got to get rid of this desk. It's gonna eat shit. I work at this desk, and it's it's gonna give one of these times. It's all loose, and it's about fifty years old, and yeah, nothing nothing that I have in my home though or that I that I have available to me seems to work lately. <laughs> First my sister's microphone and now this this table's going to collapse and I'm going to embarrass myself. But yeah, I, I wish Elon the best on Twitter. I've just about had it with Twitter because it's just gross and just everybody's mad at each other all the fucking time. And that's what it is, basically. It's just, you know, people think that it's going to be made better now that he has it. And again, I, I am a free speech guy. Yes, I don't think people should be blocked off of a platform for their beliefs and people should be biased against certain people's beliefs because that's not going to negate their sentiment. They're just going to go elsewhere with those beliefs. You're, you're not fully going to silence them in any way. So just why not let them back onto Twitter and they'll burn it to the ground? That's my take. It's also fucking crazy. I'll be honest with you. I'm for Johnny Depp getting his career back as long as he promises to make a good movie for once. I love Johnny Depp. He's one of my favorite actors. Jack Sparrow was great, but pre-Jack Sparrow, 90s Johnny Depp, that, that was him at his rawest. 90s Johnny Depp was like an unsigned rapper underground right he he was 50 cent before he was signed he was just at his role like he was just every movie he did was black and white and he was just i'm gonna make a film you know he he was that kind of guy he was an actor and it was great ed wood was my shit if if he gets off of this and goes back to pirates of the caribbean 14 where he's just having a sword fight with a crab person this has all been in vain. This has all been for nothing. I mean, the movies that he's pumped out with it, like, God, for, forget Amber Heard shitting in his bed. He's been shitting the bed for 10 full years with the films that he's put out. What, what, what did he do? Mordecai, The Lone Ranger, where he played Tonto. Just it, just endless. The, the last two Pirates of the Caribbean movies were not good. Uh, and then all these other ones where he's just in costume, where he's just... Like the, he's this like I don't I I I don't buy a sixty year old man 
dressed up as an androgynous gothic kitten. Every movie that he's in, he just appears out of a cave with whiskers, licking his palms, and then he recites a riddle. Like, grow up. Can you just go back to playing Ed Wood? Give us Ed Wood. Give us fucking Don Juan DeMarco. Give us something else. Give Go back to... Go back to your return to form. That's what I'm trying to say. We, we need Johnny Depp to play either a savant who's writing math equations on the walls. We need him to either play a serial killer or a historical figure with a guitar. He needs to go back to that. Black Mass was a good movie. That, that was the one good movie that I remember from the last five, six years that he did. But then everything went to shit again. That I remember. There's probably somebody else. Did you see the indie one that he found? No. No, but his movies are just crap. Like he's just playing. It's just a. It's a grown man dressed as a bat. Johnny Depp dresses like in in every movie. Johnny Depp dresses like a guy who was in a coma for forty years and missed out on teenage Halloween parties. He's just the guy who just, he, he completely skipped that part of his life, didn't get to miss, and it's torturing him. So now all we see is him dressed as the wolf man. Jesus. Fuck Amber Heard. His, his next restraining order needs to be against Tim Burton. I don't know. A lot of weird movies, man. I saw a movie, a trailer for a movie, a couple days ago, and it's it's called The Black Phone. Th- this is the movie. Th- this is the stuff that they're pumping out now. It's it's either the Red Box or the Black Phone, or the 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 Brown Tree. That's the, the, that's what we're doing now, but. My whole point, it's a horror movie from like Blumhouse, like the people that did Get Out and all those other big ones. And it it's just so weird. Have you ever seen a, a trailer for a film so bizarre that when it's done, you have to sit back and go, was I just hallucinating? Did I just see Anthony Anderson as Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Is that something just my mind made up right now? Did I just take some ayahuasca and just imagine that whole thing? Is this a fever dream? So this movie is basically about uh, this kidnapper in this neighborhood who abducts children in a van. And the beginning of the trailer, this guy gets out. This kid's walking along. I guess he's walking home from school. And he gets out. And it is none other than Ethan Hawke dressed in full makeup. He, He sounds like he went to the Tim Burton school. He's dressed in full makeup with a I think a top hat and he's dressed like the mad hatter basically and he's waving his hands around like do you want to see a magic trick this is the guy from before sunset this is the man from dead poets society and he's now just dressed like a guy that he he looks like a cross between the joker and some guy john waters made up during a coke binge it's just insane to me. This is all fucking crazy. You want to know a good movie? No Country for Old Men. That's a great movie. 
I just rewatched that over the weekend. We're never going to go back to those movies because I nobody has uh, unless something is uh like uh I don't know, Spider-Man in a relationship with the Flash, we're we we don't go for it anymore. It's just it's Spider-Man in the Flash holding hands and uh Spider-Man's making out with him upside down. That's what we're doing now. And again, I have no problem with that. I would maybe enjoy seeing checking that movie out, but Again, we just we we have to get back to like really good movies because most of the movies now are shit. They're garbage. They, they just crank out garbage like it just goes through every script just goes through a meat grinder now where they just crank out just toxic sludge that it's just vapid and it's empty and I forget about it the second I walk back to my car. I liked Spider-Man No Way Home when I saw it. I liked The Suicide Squad when I saw it this summer. I, I'm not really dwelling on those movies anymore. No Country for Old Men is a movie that I dwell on. It means something. It's deep. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's all those fucking things. Can anything be a bunch of things? Everything has to be just one thing now. It's just, it's, it's just Transformers doing hip-hop like that's that's the and that might sound interesting but it's that's the premise to the movie and then you watch it and it's it's one scene where they're doing hip-hop optimus prime is breakdancing and then another guy comes in and accuses him of cultural appropriation and then he becomes like a civil rights hero that's his arc autobots we are going to washington dc Autobots, we have to rescue Ocasio-Cortez. And that's the film. And I might kind of see that, but I probably, it's just, it's, I can see if they made it really interesting, but it, they just, they just kind of back out and it just turns into horseshit, a lot of these films. But I'll tell you, no country for old men. I'm not from Texas. I've uh, known some people who are from Texas. I've known some, I had some cousins who've lived there. They get that down. I, I feel like I'm in Texas when I watch that movie. I feel like I'm there in the room with Tommy Lee Jones as he's trying to track Josh Brolin, as, as Javier Bardem is trying to track Josh Brolin. You just feel like you're in that movie. There are so many layers. Oh, Jesus. My God, I'm not in good shape here. There are so many layers to that movie that make it so profound. It might be the greatest movie from that decade. I, I just decided it's like in my top 20 films after I saw it. I've seen it like five, six times. It was one of those movies that I saw at 16 with my dad. It was one of those father-son bonding moments where he goes, you know, this is a movie. It looks cool. Just one best picture. It feels like a film that's going to be around for a long time, and we should go see it. And I remember just going and just being, I'd never seen a film like that before that was so explicitly violent yet kind of funny yet beautiful. Javier Bardem is just a guy, he's got a mushroom cut, and he's taking names. He's 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 got a fucking silencer on a sawed-off shotgun, and he's just bursting into hotel rooms, and I am here. I am here with my coin. I'd love to see the origin story of that character. If, if, if you want to do an origin story, do one of Anton Chigurh. Do one of Anton Chigurh and, and how he came up with that coin flip. 
He was just that guy hanging outside of a carnival, just... I can I can beat you in whack-a-mole. I bet I can beat you in whack-a-mole. How much do you want to bet? Let's flip a coin. Heads, I let you walk out of here. Tails, I pummel you until you are dead with the mallet. I'm not doing a very good answer, Tantra Gore, but it is what it is. He's he's the greatest villain of all time in a film. I, I've I've come to that conclusion that he's he has to be the greatest villain. I don't think there's anything better. That scene when he's in the gas station, just the feeling. And again, like I said, there's a feeling that comes with that film. You you feel like the guy in that film. You you've already seen, and this is just perfect storytelling, perfect filmmaking. You've already seen this guy kill two people, one with a fucking air gun that kills cattle. You've seen him do this. And and you're going, man, the sweet old man behind the counter, he's just working at a gas station. He's about to close up. He's going to go to bed at 6 a.m. or whatever, the or 6 p.m. And you're like, fuck, man, I, I, just, I would give anything to just see this guy walk out of here. <laughs> I need to know what I stand to win. Just, a, just an incredible scene. This coin has waited 22 years to get to you. No, keep it at your lucky coin. He's eating like sunflower seeds. Just just one of one of the great all-time tense scenes in a film. I'm so uh, so happy to be around in a time where I got to fucking witness that film. Instead, now we just have Johnny Depp in these movies. He's just... Johnny Depp playing a kangaroo. Johnny Depp playing Clifford the Big Red Dog. Johnny Depp, uh, Johnny Depp in The Lion King 2. Johnny Depp just, I'm a lion. Uh, I am, uh, my name is Rafiki. Look into your father's eyes, Simba. Look into your, he's just on the stand. It's all just a fucking show. Like, I understand that Johnny Depp is, and again, men can be victims in relationships and it's terrible. And I've heard, I've known examples. I've known friends of mine who've had it. And it's, it's a terrible thing. But Johnny Depp, he's still a fucking celebrity with cameras on him. People, people shouldn't forget that. This is all a big spectacle. This is the greatest film that he's done in a decade. So again, he's he's going to do whatever he can to make this memeable because he knows that the internet's on his side. And rightfully so. I think she's insane. But he, I think he's also fucking insane. He just happens to be the least insane. He's just sitting there on the stand, basically flirting with the lawyer. So Mr. Depp, um, how much wine do you drink in a night? How much wine does it look like I drink in a night? I got a, uh, I got a nice bottle of, uh, 1953 Chardonnay in the hotel room. Uh, what do you say we ditch this place and, uh, go up there and, uh, we do the old hanky-panky? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of weird shit. I'll tell you what I love to see on social media, and I'll get out of here with this. I'll tell you what I love to see. I would love to see 
um, instead of the same vapid video of a lady feeding a hippopotamus a watermelon, I would like to see, uh, hey, um, when feeding hippopotamus goes wrong, I would love to see that. I, I just want to see a compilation video of hippopotamuses with zookeepers in their mouths. Because we're getting too arrogant with that. We're getting too good. There, there's nothing that makes me... Anytime you see these videos of tigers chasing jeeps in the middle of India with these tourists going, oh my God, oh my God, Becca, grab a snap of that. And you see these things, I'm like, yeah, catch up, catch up. Jump on the jeep, jump on the top, jump, jump, jump on them. Oh my God, man, that cheetah's really, the colors are so vivid. The guy's on an acid trip just looking at cheetahs. What, what do you think the outcome of that is going to be? My God, we've just we, we've become just so arrogant. The, the 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 worst the worst form of arrogance that the human race has achieved is not the Titanic and trying to challenge nature and trying to do not not going to space, not all of this shit, not trying to colonize Mars and all these things. The worst form of arrogance is us thinking that we've tamed dangerous man eating animals. You just see these, every video is just a guy fucking riding in a canoe with a grizzly bear. Like, yeah, this is my friend. This is my friend. I call him James. I've given him a human name because he's basically, he's like me. We're one. We're one, man. He's like petting. I just want to see that thing take its paw and just fucking claw the guy in half. And I don't wish any of these things on anybody. It, it would just kind of... We, we need to get back to the natural order of things. And by that, I mean human beings need to fear wild animals. You make one mistake, you're a couple notches below on the food chain. God, you got these golfers in Florida. They're, they're just like sticking a golf club up an alligator's ass. Like, hey, so look what I'm doing, man. The guy's 67. Anyways, been about a half hour. Something's on podcast. Get me on TikTok, Alex DeWitt Comedy on TikTok. Something's off Alex DeWitt on uh, Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, all those things. Uh, I'm going to have show details coming up soon, so look out for that. And uh, take it easy.